Welcome to the Legacy Speaker Show. Our guest for this episode is Deneen Warmington, and we're going to talk about how to license your IP to build your speaking business. Deneen Warmington is an intellectual property and corporate attorney, and I am very excited that she is here to lend her expertise and to help us really frame this conversation around building our businesses beyond just speaking in front of the stage. Deneen and I have worked together with creating a speaker agreement template, and it is fabulous, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) I loved it. It was everything I wish I had in my first speaker agreement. And there's just a different higher level of thinking with that template um, to really help you get quick started in the role that you need to be in. All right. So if you are looking for that template, I'm going to drop that in there right now. Go to jasminehaley.com, click where it says courses or shop, and then you'll find the agreement template there. All right, Deneen, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. I want to first say, uh, well, thank you for inviting me to the show. And I love working with Jasmine, y'all. She is great. She is excellent. Um, not just, you know, collaborating with her on a speaker agreement, but just someone to bounce ideas off of for business. So if you're looking for someone to help you with speaking in your business, I highly suggest that you get with Jasmine. She has a great retreat and program. So just wanted to put that out there. So I am my, yes, (laughs) Um, not just, you know, as someone with business, but just as a person, love Jasmine. So yes, yes, first I just, I'm an attorney, get the boring stuff out of the way. So, but the things that we'll talk about on uh, Jasmine's show today is not legal advice. I have to let you all know that it is just educational information, general information to help you understand really how to use your your speak the speaking part of your business um, to generate more money to expand your reach or whatever. Just how to go about it from a business perspective. So, and that's one reason why I love working with Jasmine because she she identified that pretty quickly, like. What we do as speakers, that is a business. It is our intellectual property. And we have to figure out how to really value it, protect it, and make money from it. So I can't wait to dive in. Absolutely. And it wasn't always like that. <laughs> it was I mean, not. Is anything like that in business. Right. Right. Um, because when I think about uh I would say this is the first time I really noticed you. I felt like we had interactions on yes. social. But you had did a, a live or it was like a quick live where you talked about Oprah, the Oprah live. Oprah. One live, one live, the Oprah live. And everybody's like, oh, I saw all your lives. It won. <laughs> and <it was> the <laughs> Oprah. <laughs> okay, you gotta do it for you gotta do it for the people that are here. So just explain the context of what you were sharing in that live because when you said what you said, Denise, mm-hmm. it stopped me in my tracks. I said to myself, whoa, what are we doing here? All right. Okay. So the live was after the Meghan Markle and Prince Harry interview that Oprah did on her network, right? It was on Oprah's network. Yes. And we already know that Oprah is great with interviewing. Everybody kept talking about, oh, she asked the good questions, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then I saw that Oprah had rec- she rec- her team, the own network, whatever, recorded the interview, right? They did the interview, they vetted the questions, recorded it. And then Oprah said, here, she, I forgot what company that she sent it to, but that company went out 
and distributed the interview. So what Oprah did was she created intellectual property. When I mean intellectual property, that video, that uh, the video recording, the questions, all of that, she owns that. Her company owns it because she created it. And the government has allowed us to own the things that we create. We'll get to that. But mm -hmm. so Oprah said, you know what? I'm not about to do any more work. My work is done. I'm great at interviewing. Now I'm going to go and distribute this by giving someone else a license to use this video. That's what she did. She still owns it. She owns that video, but she gave them a license to use it. And I forgot how much it was millions of dollars or whatever distribution deal or whatever. All she did was record the video at her house <laughs> or whatever she did what she does best. That so <laughs> I cannot remember the exact amount. I wish I did. But that was it. I was like, we forget that Oprah is also a business person, right? So Oprah was very smart about it. She put in, it, we hear Zona Genius, Zona's Excellence, whatever, like focus on what you do best. She did that. She did the video, the interview, and then she licensed it. And I, I can't remember how much, but. It was a lot Beyonce, of money. Yeah, Beyonce did the same thing with Homecoming. Yeah. Right? Yeah, she was like, no, you're not going to give me this lump sum up front and then you own it. I'm going to own it. Or whatever, and then I'll license it to you. And then she licensed it, you know, in other other ways. So anyway, yes, it happens more often than not. We just don't hear about it a lot. We don't talk about it a lot. And okay, I'm going off on a tangent a little bit, just a little bit. Can I go a little bit? No, I, yes. Um, yes. we we don't value we value it, but it's taken it's taken us a while to really understand how much value in the things that we as women, especially black women, create. We're so used to giving things giving things to the culture, uh, giving things to employers. And now we're starting to, you know, like, wait a minute, they're making money off of it, but I created it. So anyway, that's my time. <laughs> Listen, say it. We got time. Okay. <laughs> we have time today. I, and, and what I want listeners to understand and know is like when Deneen and I first had conversations and we decided to collaborate together. I went to her because I was like, I need to improve my contract. I am not protecting myself when I'm out there speaking. When I first came into speaking, I used to say all the time, I'm not in it for the money. I'm in it because I want to serve from the heart. Mm -hmm. Well, y'all, that was wrong. Because guess what? Serving from the heart and having a whole bunch of dust bunnies up in your bank account ain't paying the bills. <laughs> no matter how good I was as a speaker, ain't gonna pay my bills. No matter how much heart I had, no how much, you know, pick my brain. Now I'm getting rah-rah. No, no matter how much pick my brain sessions I did, it would not pay my bills. What were you gonna say? You can serve from the heart and still make money. Yes. It's, there's nothing wrong with making money. Exactly, <laughs> you know, exactly. It doesn't take away the fact that you want to make an impact or, you know, change something, just whatever. Still, money is what we need, period. Yes. Period. Yeah. So, yeah, it took me a while to get there, too. Though. So, yeah. But the yeah. thing is, like, we're not in rooms where these conversations are happening, you mm -hmm. know, and this is just going to be a 20 to 25 minute conversation, but this is a conversation that we need to hear. I can't tell you how many times now. I get in front of some of the same corporate partners who I've had over the years. And it's typically these very large international 
mm-hmm. brands that we all know and love that go out there and they find people like me and people like you who have these new ideas, who are excited, who are passionate, and they want to give them pennies or zero dollars. Or suck it, yep, and not give it zero dollars, right? Mm-hmm. Or you make content for them. And then you sign away in the agreement that they can do whatever it is that they want with that content once you record it. I've done that, right? Mm-hmm. I've done all of those things. I, and I remember one time I wrote for a magazine, a national magazine in the industry, the previous industry I was in. And I had my, I wrote, and I remember how long it took me. It took me so many weeks to write this peer reviewed article. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they wind up repurposing it into a slideshow and never writing my name as the contributor for it. So they created a derivative work. I'm going to use some legal terminology. You may see that in contracts, but yes. (laughs) Yes. So when I, so when I went and reached out and was like, you know, what's going, you know, what's, what happened here? They had the right to, because I signed that away and they had the right to not even give me the acknowledgement that I, that I wrote that material, that I spent the hours and time in doing that material. So you signed away your ownership rights, right? Can we, can we step to the uh, agreement a little bit right now? Mm-hmm. So in your speaker agreements, right? If you're given one by the host, the person that's hosting an event, you all, you should go straight to the intellectual property, ownership, copyright, whatever clause you have to be very careful that you do not give away ownership of your presentation because the law allows you to own the things you create. When you create your presentation, you're the copyright owner of it. So you want to be very careful that you do not give ownership of your copyright of your presentation away in a speaker agreement. So I'm jumping around a little bit, but the law actually is set up for us as creators. And when I say creators, it doesn't have to be creative. It's just something that we produce, right? It allows us to own it and it allows us to derive a financial benefit from it. That's why it's important. And we have to understand intellectual property law. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, as a new person that's out there speaking, I'm excited. And listen, I, I am not saying that we should never speak for free. Let that be your choice, right? Don't be backed into a corner to do it for the likelihood of, of uh exposure that is good i have spoken for free i will still speak for free even though i've been speaking for years if it makes sense if it's going to get me in front of the right people if it's going to allow me to grab marketing collateral for me as a speaker like what's the benefit there needs to be a benefit but what i will never do now is sign away the rights and ownership to what i create i'm not going to do that and and I remember I had a I had a um, conversation with a corporate person that wanted me to custom create. We're not talking about something I already have. Custom create something on this particular topic they needed. And my first question was, "What is your clause for the IP? Mm-hmm. Who gonna own it? <laughs> right? And guess what? When they copied and pasted that to me, what was it doing? Taking full ownership of it." And not even compensating for me. Okay, sure, I can custom create it. This is not a part of my brand. I'll make it for you. And you can reproduce it and sell it however you see fit because they were going to sell it, right? You can sell and do whatever you see fit. And guess what? 
zero. No, we don't. We don't. We're not going to pay additional for the licensing of the content. We're well, not we're not doing that anymore. <laughs> no, right? we're not. We're not doing no, no. And so when people are thinking about, oh, I want to. I, I need to. I want to get X, Y, and Z. This is why we create the speaker agreement template so that you can at least have a basis for that. But then really start thinking about how can I create and really build a true business and company. How can I think more like Oprah? How can I think more like Beyonce? How can I think like more like these women out here who have these businesses where they create content and protect it? So it starts with knowing that when you create something, the law is set up, right? Intellectual property laws. When I say intellectual property, I'm talking about trademarks, copyrights, patents, but for our purpose and trade secrets, we're gonna focus on trademarks and copyright. Really quick, law school nerd out a little bit trademarks are all of your brand identifiers so the name of your keynote presentation right how to trying to think of a you know a really nice name or whatever how to build a denine how to build a denine right so that name that you've given to your keynote presentation you use that to identify that you provide this particular topic right you can get a trademark for that the government allows you to protect that name and you can exclude you can have exclusivity and prevent other people from giving similar names or similar talks right it's all about similarity so anything that you use to call people in we're talking about and then the presentation itself is protected by copyright you are the owner of that the moment you create it and you know what that means when you're a copyright owner you are the only one that can present it sell it license it record it display it modify it you're the only one Anyone else that wants to do that needs your permission. So when you understand the value and the power of ownership, then you can be like, okay, wait a minute. I'm the only one that can record this. I have to give them permission to record it. Okay, I can charge a fee to record it. Um, and then also building a business on it. When Every time you give something a unique name, like Oprah with Harpo, uh, Beyonce with um, Baychella, all of these oh, yeah, Baychella, big Mm -hmm. These unique names that you give, a branded name, that calls people in. That actually adds value to your business also. So start thinking about your signature presentation. Give it a unique name, something that's catchy, something that's different from everything else that you've seen. All of this builds upon the value. And then people are like, oh, that's Jasmine. She has the Baychella, right? Mm -hmm. It'll... It'll uh, help other people to know what you're talking about because it's your signature, you know, name or whatever. So, and then remember the presentation itself that you create, you own that. Mm -hmm. Don't, don't just give it away. You can speak for free, but you still own it. Do not assign or transfer or give away ownership of it. Cause you know why you can present it somewhere else, somewhere else. You can do like Oprah, you can license to CBS, you can license to another network, right? So you have, exclusive rights to do whatever you want with it. But when you turn over ownership, it's gone. Now yeah. they can do whatever they want with it. Yeah. Which is why it's so important as creators, as speakers, that we're taking the time to also research or to hire a lawyer like Deneen to check and see if what we're creating, the name of it is even available. Uh, just yeah. recently, I met a um, business owner who created an entire brand focus on this particular name. Well, guess what? Someone else owned a trademark that she didn't know about. 
that was similar to what she similar. That's key. Same industry, similar right. same industry. That's that's the issue. Mm -hmm. Is when you're in the same industry and it's similar, right? Or similar industries. Similar industries, right? right? Exactly. And she has to now rebrand her entire business, rebrand right. everything that collateral content, speaking, whatever. Now ha that has to be removed. So prior to you even going out there. This is what I personally do. I think it's best for us to search first to see if this is something or get and get the help of, of a lawyer to make sure that this is even available for you to be able to utilize right. before you start spinning the coins and the branding and everything that comes into showcasing your expertise. Yeah. And the reason why that is the government doesn't want us to be confused when we go buy something or purchase. They don't want us to be confused with brands. When we buy McDonald's, they don't want us to think that it's McDonald's. They don't want us confused. So that's why if it's similar name or it's a uh, same or similar industry. So it doesn't have to be. The, so they just want us to know for sure that came from McDonald's, not McDonald's. That's why McDonald's would never, ever, ever, ever get a trademark. <laughs> uh, if anyone yeah. familiar with that that's from coming to america the movie the greatest movie ever created <laughs> yes, yes the first one but uh that's why in searching when jasmine mentioned searching you search the uspto database that's the united states patent and trademark office but there's a there's an art to searching that so you may think you're searching it but as trademark lawyers, we know how to search it to find things, but also do a Google search. If you see somebody in your industry and a name is similar, you have to scratch your head. That may, may already be an indication. My name is too close to that other name. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, I and, that, and that's what happened. I had started my it's interesting because I had started my business, my business and my business name was what I started with. And literally maybe a year or two after someone came out with something very similar. So mine's beyond the profi. Theirs was beyond the something else related to healthcare, oral healthcare. Mm -hmm. And so it was not an issue for me because I already knew that my plan was to exit out. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but it is, it's interesting that people can't help themselves. They get inspired. They start creating certain things. And so we need to get to a place where we're looking at our speaking. Yes, we want to make an impact and a transformation, but we can't, we need to protect ourselves as number one, which is why Deneen is one of our referral partners inside of our uh, Legacy Scale or Heart Driven Speaker Program. We want to protect ourselves. We do that with our contract. We start being a little bit more proactive. But then there's the other side of that. When we own our content, then we can get to a place where we can start negotiating contracts mm -hmm. to license our intellectual property. That, my friends, is where you can start building recurring income. There's mm -hmm. no reason why you need to go in front of this one stage and then that's that. You get your 5K, you get your 10K. You, no, there's more that can be built out. I, I was listening to a uh, recently a podcast interview of a, a male who did a keynote and I can't remember if they paid him, it was something very minimal, but he was able to negotiate with that corporation a 500K deal to license his IP. So when you get to a place of really understanding your methodology, your process, protecting that and securing professionals like Deneen, you'll be better equipped to negotiate for longevity. Mm -hmm. And that's the part I feel like is missing for most women, 
Mm -hmm. Most women of color or from underrepresented groups, we don't have these conversations. We don't know about it. We're just so eager to serve. And then we're left with so very little for ourselves. Nurture. Yes. Yes, Take care of everyone. Um, I wish I knew who that was, but I'll give an example of how he could have made that 500K. So let's say that was, I don't want to use using a guy, but Mike McCallowitz with Profit First. So Profit First is Mike McCallowitz's signature way of doing finances, right? He's not telling you to put it in an envelope and save and you can't buy anything forever in life. He's saying, pay yourself first. You work hard. And you know, he's a, he has a particular method to it. So let's say all he did first was started giving presentations about Profit First. And he did them at... Um, colleges and universities. And then he went to accounting firms and he went to different organizations, um, you know, investment banks, whatever. And then he realized people are like, wait a minute. So how do I implement this? He's like, oh, here's my method. What? And then he slowed down. Wait a minute. I will come in and give you a training on profit first. So he developed a course, a curriculum, or he take the presentation, package it up and say, but it costs 500K for me to train your entire organization across the U.S. or across the world, right? That's how he can make the 500K. He still owns the Profit First methodology, but he then allows that organization to learn the methodology, teach other people in their organization, and then use it. Because remember, he's the owner of that method of the presentation. In order for someone to use it, they need his permission. So he's like, yeah, you can use the organization, but it's 500K. That's very simplified, but that's how that can work for you. Yes. Or it could be sold where you've recorded it. You don't even have to show up. You've taken the time, right? It could be on your platform or on whatever platform that you arrange in the licensing agreement. It does not have to be just one way. So I hope that each of you understand as we've had this conversation, which is coming to a close, that- I know it was so good already, right? It's coming to a close, but you know, this, this conversation is meant to spark in you where you're not leveraging your gifts, right? We want you to do that. There's a reason why I create a legacy speaker, why we are creating legacies y'all, right? We're creating something that could be breaking generational barriers. That's what I'm doing in my life as I'm building my business and creating this new way of living that I didn't see, you know, as a child. Now I'm able to take all this amazing gifts and do more with it. But I couldn't have thought beyond that unless I met with people and experts like Deneen that opened my eyes to a world that often we shy away from. I want to see more women. Don't you agree? I want to see more people of color. I want to see more underrepresented groups getting out there and getting and receiving the value, Mm -hmm. the equitable value monetarily to what they're actually bringing out there. And I think sometimes we just want to get a foot in there or get a seat at their table that we're like, okay, you know what? I'm going to do that for free, which is okay. It depends on the business goal. Or ignore some of the things that's in a contract that are red flags because you're mm-hmm. trying to get, but we already know that we, <laughs> we create our own tables. Now we're in our own rooms. We don't need a foot in We're we're making it somewhere else. So, and this will allow you when you have intellectual property, 
it will allow you to leverage that and build your own stuff. So one thing I want you to take away from this is that whenever you create something, there's value in it. So be careful about anything that you sign when you're presenting a presentation. You just want to make sure you're not giving away ownership of your presentation. Even if it's like Jasmine said, sometimes we do things for free, right? But just do not give away ownership of it because then you can't do anything with it. Mm -hmm. And if you do decide to give up ownership, make it beneficial. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be just giving it away. Like you get a car, you get a car, you get a You're car. You're right about that. Right. I don't, I don't like to say you can't do this or you can't do that or you should or shouldn't. Right. Jasmine yeah. is right. If you decide you want to give up ownership of something, you're, you're totally right. Make sure it's worth it. Make sure you yes. get paid. <laughs> this is not a black and white scenario. Right, Everyone's right. situation is different. No one is saying you, you shouldn't do for free. Now, one thing I won't do, this is my personal thing, is pay to speak. There are people that will pay to I speak know, and yeah. still leverage that. Me mm -hmm. personally, my values, I'm not going to do it. Guess what? That's okay. Why? Because we create businesses the way that we desire our businesses to be structured. Mm -hmm. So... Thank you, Deneen. Please tell everyone where they can find out how to utilize your services because you specialize in IP protection and licensing, right? And if they're ready to take it to the next level of licensing their own IP as a speaker, they should definitely contact you because your services are amazing and will help them get to a place where they can leverage and build bank. So tell them yes. where they can contact you. Oh, um I do have a signature program and it's called Bank Your Brilliance. Ah, <laughs> oh my goodness. Have, yes. <laughs> women taking all of this up here and making money from it because there's nothing wrong with money. But you can find me at DeneenWarmington.com. That's my website. I have my services. And you can reach out to me, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, LinkedIn. I'm Deneen Warmington everywhere. So, but, uh, or you can box me at Deneen W. I will pop into your box and have a conversation with you. So as you can see, I love to chat because I keep going. But thank you, Jasmine, for having me. Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks for coming on the show. Bye, everyone. Listen, y'all, I don't know about you, but I feel so riled up from that conversation. I'm so thankful that she showed up. Um, the whole New York came out, right? Because I hope that this conversation woke you up if you're not in a position where you are truly operating as a legacy speaker. I think one of the important things that we have to remember as we're going out there is we want to make recurring income. We want to build our business with ease. And one way that we can do that is by leveraging and protecting and licensing our intellectual property. So I highly recommend that you reach out to Deneen. And if you know that you're currently in a speaking place where you're kind of speaking, you're doing a whole bunch of different topics, you don't really have a strategy for your speaking, you have difficulty with refining what your signature talk will be and how you're going to monetize that, well, I highly recommend that you get in touch with me. My consulting programs are meant to help you build stronger presentation skills, get that signature talk, set up your monetization of your expertise, get to a place where you are building that recurring income straight through the stages. And you can do so in a way that honors you and most importantly, brings you joy. So reach out to me at jasminehaley.com and I'll see you all at our next show. Bye-bye.